With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate. The case of Tickle versus Giggle. It's a constitutionally important case to determine in law which takes legal precedence, sex or gender identity. And uh, the potential importance of the case can't be understated. It's all about the future of women's sex-based rights. You're probably wondering what uh, Tickle or who Tickle is, what Giggle is. Let's find out. Sal Grover is the founder of the Giggle app, and she joins us to tell us about this, well, fascinating story, which has sort of unfolded over years. Sal, thanks for beaming in from across the Tasman. Thank you so much for having me. So this is the first case, is it, to scrutinise the application of the Sex Discrimination Act, the SDA, in the context of CEDAW, which is the Convention on the Elimination of All Forms of Discrimination Against Women. Sounds good so far. It's a constitutional challenge to prove that gender identity in Australia's Sex Discrimination Act is not valid. Okay, so hopefully I've, in a very quick way, described you know, <laughs> what that at the core is all about. So first of all, Giggle, that's your startup idea. And it's a few years back now. What what was your idea for Giggle? So basically, my mum and I had an idea to create an app for women where women could go on there to find roommates and freelance work. And um, we had like a lesbian dating section. We had like a, like a Twitter style social media platform. Like it was just, you know, just a little corner of like the internet that was just for women because I'd experienced things like I, I had lived in America for a while and I was at one point looking in New York, looking for a room to rent. And I went on roommates.com and there was lots of guys like, oh, you can live here rent free if you walk around naked uh, or do you have a boyfriend yeah, as well? Yeah, There's just yeah. that sort of stuff. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is just really unpleasant. I really don't like it. And, you know, it just we sort of just thought oh, it was a cool idea. And I had no idea of what was this sort of change that was happening socially that people were saying that men can actually be women. And nor did I know that they were actually changing laws to make that something. Like even when I first found out that there was like a social shift, I was like, well, this is disastrous. And then I found out that they'd already changed the laws. And I was like, oh, God, well, this is not a marginalized group, is it? So I just had to basically get as educated as possible because we got cancelled right out of the gate, like basically pre-launch stage. The trans activists found us. We were in a state of panic for months and I was trying to learn everything I could about it. And we made a decision as a company that we would just sort of tread water, just tread, like run it as cheaply and as like a skeleton version of it as possible. And just sort of wait it out basically because we were like, there's nothing else we can really do. No one was coming to our help. We It was sort of very quickly sort of censorship situation. And I honestly thought that it would be over quite quickly because <laughs> how naive I was, but I thought the more people realize that they're saying men or women, like, of course, like, this is just so ludicrous. This will be yeah. over really quickly. And I'm four years into waiting for it to be over. But um, for the last two years, I've been fighting against this um, Tickle V Giggle case, which basically in 2022, um, I was, um, I received an Australian Human Rights Commission complaint on the basis of gender identity discrimination. 
because I had uh, kicked off a man who claims to be a woman. Now, I didn't know that he claimed to be a woman at the time. It was just a man to me. Um, and you would remember, like, to put it in context, thousands upon thousands of men would try and get on this, on our app. Thousands. Thousands. Like, sometimes thousands a day. Like, it was constant. And that's, and, that's global, not Australia. Yeah, no, it's glo- yeah, global. Yeah. Global. It was a global platform. Wow. Okay. Thousands. And so I don't remember. I mean, I would kick thousands. Like, you know, because we had onboarding. Didn't, didn't you have, a, like, an AI thing where you could read? Yeah, so yeah. To, basically when we were creating the platform, we were like, how would we even be woman only? And it was my dad who found out that there basically is this AI software that you can use and you know basically a user would just when they're coming onto the like downloaded the app and and creating a an account for it would take a selfie ai would say would we run through ai that it would say male or female we always had this just backed up by humans looking at it just to make sure yeah. because we had it set to um well i say 94 accurate accuracy but i've been yeah. told it was 95 but yeah. i always was 94 but anyway we found that that was the best way and it would occasionally let men on. But our thought was that we would, it would be easier to just kick off a, a few men than have women not like get kicked back. Like just yeah. technology yeah. is faulty. Nothing's perfect. Yeah. And the good old fashioned human eye actually does a really great job of being able well, to. We are, we are facial recognition. Creatures. Uh, yeah, we creatures. are. I mean, yeah, we are. This is like a very basic, very necessary evolutionary skill yeah. completely non-controversial. And like in 2019, when I heard about this, I was like, well, that is fantastic as a way to be able to keep it woman only because it is, I thought, not controversial at all because we take a million selfies every day and yeah. Yeah, we can tell who's male or female by looking at them. So there's no no problem here. And what are you going to have, thousands of people trawling through every image? It's not yeah, possible. Exactly. Either. And so, you know, it was, it was just, I thought that it was just a really easy, great way to do it. Um, and no, I, you know, we've always been to, the trans activist position was you cannot tell if someone is male or female by looking at them. And the reality is. is That's not true. I can tell you, I I can tell in a nanosecond. Yes. Yes. And apparently women can actually tell like a nanosecond quicker than men. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, it was all of these things where, you know, I just, I, I, I I felt, I feel like I lived in a different world then. I just literally did not think any of it would be controversial. I thought there'd be some people, you know, there's always some guys, you know, some commentators that would go like, oh, women, don't they have enough? Why do they need this? But, you know, I thought, oh, that would just. Yeah, but but that's business. It's it's up to you. You're free to make any product. Totally. I just thought it would be, you know, you just hear like those whispers and you'd be like sort of eye roll and everyone would get on with it. Yeah. I did not expect that we would be just inundated with abuse from trans rights activists. I didn't know there was such a thing. Yeah. Um, and that then sort of the mainstream world would would side with them. I want to get to why the mainstream world does that uh, shortly. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's Giggle. And I can imagine the enthusiasm and the excitement of, of launching that and then being hit with this. Mm-hmm. Who is Tickle? So Tickle is a guy, Roxy Tickle. Roxy who- Tickle? Is that a serious name? Come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, his last name is genuinely Tickle. I, I mean, I feel I can't knock okay. it. At all. My last name is genuinely Grover, and that's yeah. the name of a Muppet. So, like, we all have crazy last names, and it is just you know. That it sound, is, to me, that sounded kind of manufactured, but okay. Yeah, yeah but I mean, the, the first name is, is chosen, yeah. um, and sort yeah. of assuming this new identity. But so, yeah, he uh, at some point in 2021, he came onto the app. 
100% was me who removed him. He did get through the onboarding. Um, yeah. Not an unusual thing. I mean, I had one time there was like this really big venture capitalist guy who was looking at it and he got on and I was mortified. Like yeah. technology screwed up occasionally. Yeah. 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 As I said, humans would just remove it, remove the man. And I would have done this. I don't remember doing it. He, this was not an interesting part of my day. When he became a person of note in my life is about sometime after that, he actually called and texted my phone and I don't know how he got my phone number or anything. And it really freaked me out. No one else has ever called or texted my phone saying like, hi, I want to get on the app or anything like that. It wasn't pro it's that company protocol, nothing. So, so he would have had to have done some digging to get your number. I assume. Yeah. I'm not sure. I have no idea. And so then, and I actually, I called my dad and I said, you know, this guy um, wants to get on the app and he's called and text my phone. And my dad said to me, block his number and just don't tell your mother. Cause my mom does sort don't of have motherly yeah. fear. Yeah. And then a few months after that, yeah, I got an Australian human rights commission complaint from him on the grounds of gender identity discrimination. At this particular point, I was 15 weeks pregnant. Oh so dear. I was, and I was actually in lockdown with, I was in isolation with COVID. So it was just sort of this funny joke that I was like getting a human rights complaint while I couldn't even be around human beings. And so it was just this absolutely nightmare time. And with the human right, Australian Human Rights Commission, it was very clear to me from the get-go that they were treating me as if I was guilty. And I was like, but I'm not guilty of anything. This, this person is male. I don't believe in gender ideology in any part of it. He's a male person who cannot come into a female-only space. It's as simple as that. Like he, yeah. It's not even on the grounds of his gender identity. It's on the grounds of his sex. Like he can't come on the app for the same reason my dad and brother can't come onto the app. Yeah. It's not It's not a character um, assessment. It's just on the basis of sex. Um, and so we sort of went back. We had got a solicitor. We went back and forth with the Human Rights Commission for a little bit, but basically to settle it and not go to court, they were saying that I'd have to let him on the app, let all men who claim to be women on the app go to sex and gender education, which could only be re-education, that sounds like your, your your CCP struggle session right mm -hmm. there coming up. Yeah. And I mean, that that is so insulting to so, say. So, yeah. And then I also would have to moderate all content on the platform so not to offend men who claim to be women. And I was just like, no, I'm not going to agree to any of this. Like, this is ridiculous. Can, can I ask you, um, who makes up the mix of the Australian Human Rights Commission? Who who, who are the people? Well, the, section, the part that I'm dealing with is quite... Like, ironically, I'm actually dealing with the sex discrimination commissioner, but the sex discrimination commissioner has decided that it's gender identity that is the most important thing. Because in this case, I've always said, yes, I'm discriminating on the basis of sex, but under the Sex Discrimination Act, I'm allowed to in this yeah. context. So they've shifted it to gender. Completely. completely. So sex is irrelevant now, is it? Or well, is, it, it's so interesting. It's a, mis, it's a mistitled role. Well, yeah, basically, and I, I can't get, I can't see how they don't see the irony in it because I'm like, if you want the words discrimination and commissioner to have concrete meanings, which they do, you're going to have to accept that the word sex also has concrete meaning and it's relevant yeah. and important. So they are basically just working against what they should be as a sex discrimination commission um, and have gone all in on gender identity. Like, so cut, just to cut to... Hey, can I ask you if this is a male or a female you're dealing with here? The, uh, the, the, the sex discrimination commissioner is female. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. The reason I ask that because yeah, we've... It's we've, relevant, we've, yeah. 
a, a, a bit about this subject area, not specifically your case, obviously. This is the first time that we've talked about an actual case like this. But it seems to be women doing it to women on many occasions. And I have, and- lots, I have lots of theories about this. Yeah. So there's one theory I have is that a, like, a woman being put into these roles so it can very much seem like this is just an interwoman fight. Like I think it's quite convenient. Um, regardless, I think it proves that they understand the importance of biological sex and the relevance that it can actually. Yeah, ironically. Yeah. Um, then for women doing it, to, uh, women, there's lots of different things like, um, you know, uh, women. I mean, how could a woman not understand woman only places and what that means? I mean, I think, I think they do. I think they do, but I think that they've got jobs they want to keep. Uh, follow the money. Yeah, I, I, I think it's that simple. I think that because there are a lot of women, or it can appear like there's a lot of women out there who are supporting this more than men, where it's like men are obviously the problem in terms of the men who are claiming to be women, but then you've got the women who are supporting them and why would they be? And you can really only boil it down to two reasons. One would be fear and one would be finances. Yeah. And maybe a combination of both. But or, or does a, a man wanting to be a woman validate a woman's sense of of being a woman? Like even men want to be women. Yeah, <laughs> so I it mean, must be good. I, I, I possibly, but I don't think that that would be enough to drive anybody to do it to this extent. I really yeah. do think that the women that this was because, say, in the state I live in, in Queensland, our minister for women. <laughs> will not say what a woman is. She's introducing yeah. self-ID laws and, and whatnot. And you're thinking, like, why? Why would they have given this law to the Minister of Women? But I think it's all just, it's the optics of it. And yeah. it can just look like, oh, well, if women are for this, it's fine. And then we look like the hysterical, crazy women. So it is really just sexism on steroids. They're doing exactly what they claim to be fighting against, but they're just perpetuating it. Because there isn't, it seems to me, and I think our audience, there isn't a huge public support of this in any way. In fact, I think it's up in the 80 percentile here that thinks, you know, the public thinks this is all nonsense. Yet it's being it's being sort of body slammed onto, you know, everybody. 100%. You think of it this way. So um, there are no votes in it. There's no votes in it. None of these laws have ever been voted in. In Australia, these changes in laws that we've had where gender identity was put into the Sex Discrimination Act and basically giving men all the legal rights to be women – these were not voted on. There's no mandate for this. And it was actually done four years before gay marriage was legal. So, you know. Oh, the planning, they've been working at it for quite a while, right? Yeah. Like gay people had to beg for the right to be married. And eventually politicians were like, oh, okay, we'll do this. And I just think like just the indignity and horribleness of that. I think I was I'm a huge supporter of, of gay marriage. I think that it should have been done long before it was. But to then turn around and be like, oh, there's not even any such thing as biological sex. One, what an insult to everybody and everybody's intelligence. But two, there are literally, there's no mandate for any of these laws. And in most countries when they're they're brought in, they're just, they have been put in in utter stealth because they know that they're not popular. Who's the they? So you're, going to, so you're going into sort of activists and sometimes you feel like you're just sort of talking in conspiracy world, but the all of the – like the Australian Human Rights Commission is full of um, activists. These people, they're just sort of professional activists at these points. They're bred at universities and they go into these fields of yeah. 
or um, and sort of infiltrate the institutions they need to infiltrate. There's lots of evidence for it. I mean, it's sort of a whole nother episode to get into yes. all of that. But and it's it's interesting. There's lots of people who have tracked all of this. That's just it's definitely not my my field of expertise. But yeah, it's all so, it's all happening. So back to the the, the struggle session option that you were um, offered. Oh, clearly you weren't going to take that. No one would probably. Yeah. So where did that leave you? So it basically I said no to conciliation. Um, and so then Tickle filed in federal court two months later. So we were getting, we got, I had a, got a barrister, we got a legal team set up and then he actually withdrew. And so this was like three weeks before I gave birth. So this is my entire pregnancy was taken up with this. And I, we were like, okay, we'll just take it up as a win. We stood our ground. That's fantastic. And then he refiled six months later on the same claim. So this has been going on for this particular case. Has been so do you think that that was a, um, a willful delay to, I mean, I didn't sit around thinking no about idea. it and suddenly, or was that just to stretch it out and, 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 and torture you, I guess. I have, I have no idea. They always say the process is part of the punishment. I have no idea um, because by the time um, he actually refiled, the app was offline because basically we were in a situation where we had to get to update it and do things, that, you know, and technology changes. Yeah, yeah. So, and because I said we were running it as cheaply as possible, we, we're not we're not Twitter where we can do all of these updates while the thing's still running. So we had to make the decision of like, okay, we will take it down. And the plan was to just take it down for a few months and then we'll 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 start like, you know, not start again, but keep going. Um, but in that time while it was down, he refiled again, which meant we couldn't re-put it up there because then we're just leaving. It's so vulnerable. So we've had to take, but like, keep it offline this entire time now. And boy, he gets what he wants. Yeah. So, so at the moment there is no app for him to even go on. I can't yeah. even go on this thing. So he's, he's taking me to court for an app that, that doesn't exist, although it is ready to be, you know, sort of relaunched, but it, it will not be relaunched in Australia if we lose. How many um, female signups did you get as a matter of interest? We had 20,000. So we were we were at 20,000. We were doing that with no advertising, with crazy, you know, um, pushback against us. You know, we were, just, we were called – anytime that there was press, it would be, you know, we were transphobic, we were racist – um, they'd always say that we got hacked or that we were stealing data and mining data, just anything to try and just make us like the devil. Like my mum would sit there all the time going, you'd think that we had created like yeah. an app like to where where people could just go and like harm kittens or something. Like it was just like we had just created hell on earth and it was just a place for women, um, women to connect. So, well, I mean, we never even got close to reaching any of the goals that we um had we yeah our plan was just just get tread water and we'll get there eventually and now the yeah the last basically definitely the last 18 months has been just the focus has been the court case and getting through this and yeah then hopefully moving forward in in a pretty normal world the australian human rights commission so they've basically sided with roxy tickle and and by their actions i guess they have just to reiterate disregarded sex and now they've kind of uh, morphed sex into gender that's where they're coming from 
Yeah, basically. So when he once he refiled and it, he had to sort of get permission for it to go ahead because he was out of time, blah, 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 and he got permission, the case is going ahead. Then the Australian Human Rights Commission applied to intervene in the case as amicus curiae, and that means friend of the court, and they're basically there to interpret the law. Right. So they're no friend of mine. They're definitely a friend of Tickles. They are interpreting the law that... Um, I mean, it's it's actually publicly available. Their submission it's on the federal court website. You just search Tickle v Giggle, and it's worth reading. It's twenty six pages, and do it with a drink because yeah, yeah. Like my solicitor, solicitor and I, by the time we finished, like she was just drinking wine. I was drinking whiskey. I was like straight out of the bottle. This is just madness. I mean, they say in it that human beings can change sex. This is completely normal. Um, that sex does not mean male or female. That biological sex. Um, is not binary, that um, any man um, can claim to can get his birth certificate changed to be a female if that's what he wants. Um, just a man desiring to be pregnant is sufficient evidence that he's a woman. Oh, um, just it's absolute nonsense, like, like humiliating nonsense. I, I cannot believe that any, like, an, an, a human rights organisation would put this in in print, and what it confirmed is my sort of initial suspicions was that my human rights were utterly irrelevant to them. At no point have they been considered by the other side of it. And it's like either I have rights and he has rights and we've got a conflict of rights situation, or I have no rights and then he is not the most oppressed person in this equation. They're the only two options. And so I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I actually think not only do I have rights, I think everybody has rights. And I don't think that anybody should be forced to believe in gender ideology. So that's what it comes down to, even though that's not the part of law. You, you have to believe it, right? They want you to believe it. Yeah, by force. And I'm just like, absolutely no way. This stuff is nonsense. Uh, you know, it, hopefully it just turns out that it's just this um, insane fad that society goes through for a little bit. and we all Do you think it is? Yes, one hundred. You think it's an insane fad? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. You don't think it's a darker, creepier thing than that? Yes, I do. But I think for a lot of the participants in it, like especially younger sort of people, I think that it's an it, it's just a fad. And you're this, especially in the UK um, and in the US, they're really starting to see that younger people, you know, sort of primary school age kids are thinking like how uncool pronouns and all of this sort of stuff is because there's cycles with all of this stuff. And so if you, you've got, you know, someone, what we would consider them like this young person in their twenties doing it to a 12 year old, that person's a really uncool adult. So, you know, the natural cycles do happen. And I think that, you know, that we, there is a natural way for society to grow out of this. However, in the meantime, we've got to limit the carnage and protect rights and stop whatever. There is also from the top down something very sinister happening because to try and, like, you know, when you've got a Human Rights Commission trying to force people to believe this, you know, to hell with their own rights, that's really concerning and that that needs pushback. And so that's sort of where people like me come into it. But, yeah, I don't think if I just sat back and did nothing at this point, it would just go away. No. But I think that in in the greater scheme of things, yes, I think society will grow out of it. Because in the end, uh, I know it's a, it's t- a two-way street. There are um, females that transition 
to be mm. males, but it, that seems to be the vast minority of cases. It seems to be, I mean, I could be wrong there, but it, it, the impression is that it's way more males. Well, it depends. to be. Yeah, it depends women. how you look at it. And first of all, it's like got to be so established that no one actually transitions to anything. <laughs> like it's all, okay. yeah. yeah, it's all superficial cosmetic nothingness. But yeah. um, in the <laughs> younger demographics, it is actually more um, females claiming to be male. And in the older demographics, it's more males claiming to be female. Okay. Um, and that um, might, uh, in the younger demographics, because there's been self-harm and there's been all sorts of things. Yeah. And you, you, you feel like it might be a continuum of those sort of psychological Teenage, yeah, teenage girls, it's, it's very understood. Teenage girls are really susceptible to social contagions. Yeah. Um, Especially and so, with uh, yeah, social media attached. Yeah, and it, so it used to be, you know, it was like anorexia and bulimia. It was cutting, yeah. all those sorts of things. Um, and now it's this. How old is Roxy Tickle, do we know? In his 50s. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? I mean, he he, he started claiming to be a woman when he was nine years older than I am now. <laughs> Okay. I'm like, I mean, I'm almost, I'm, I'll be 40. Have you ever met him? No, I've never met him. No, when I sit in the courtroom, it'll be the first time I've ever been in a room. So, I mean, this is maybe a silly question. Is he a real person? Do we know? I suppose he yeah, must be. Yeah, yeah, no, he's a real, yeah. he's definitely, yeah, definitely a real person Um, who, for whatever reason, has decided to make going on um an app where no one wants him on there his his main thing because well, yeah, well, it's one of the things you've got to consider none of the women the women that are on there are on there because they want it to be female is that part of the fetish thrill do you think oh i'd never talk specifically so much like about one person i can only ever have theories about that there's definitely when it was with men, a lot of men who claim to be women it is a fetish it's autogynophilia yeah. Um, yeah. And that can be linked to lots of other sort of fetishes, paraphilias, and they can be humiliation ones or, or whatnot. And so um, I, I do think I see it a lot online that I think that there's a lot of men who are really enjoying watching, you know, us women fighting against this, watching how angry we are or and upset yeah. we are, and that's, that's part of the thrill for them. But yeah. I don't know about in this specific case. I have absolutely no idea okay. what its motivations are. Okay, so the next um, back to the to the procedural part of this. Federal court is the next. Have you been through that or is that the next port of call? That's the next stage. So I'm um, from April nine to twelve uh, this yep. year. We're and it's the it's the hearing. It's it's D Day. So um at the moment, like it's just, you know, in the background, like the I mean the lawyers are working incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, how are you affording this, by the way? Can't be cheap. I don't know. So it's crowdfunding it. I it, it's okay. Federal court is five hundred thousand dollars because wow. so why one of the reasons why it is like he doesn't have to pay a cent I take it um, that's covered by the Human Rights Commission's yeah what, deep and, pockets and he pockets. got a he got a fund from the Grata Fund which is like sort of a, a funds legal cases for you know um, minorities and whatnot um, and. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so no, my, my, none, there's there's no government funding yeah. available to me. No, um, mine is is literally the kindness of strangers, and it's been amazing. We've raised, um, I think, as of this morning, it's two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Cool. Yeah. And we, um, so yeah, so, I mean, we're we're on track. We'll get there. I'm like, while it is incredibly stressful to raise more money than most people earn in a year. Yeah. 
It is crazy, but it is just the kindness of strangers. And all I can say is like my, how I can thank everybody is by going and, and getting the right, our rights back because with this specific case, so we're doing a constitutional challenge as part of our defence, and that's because of these amendments in the Sex Discrimination Act that put gender identity in there. They are, it seems pretty clear that they actually are not constitutionally allowed to be there because of um, uh, Australia's Sex Discrimination Act is actually just a response to an enlivening of CEDAW, which Australia was a signatory of. So basically, once you become a signatory of it, you've got to put it into effect in your country. That's yep. how Australia did it. It's a, it's the Sex Discrimination Act. CEDAW is specifically about biological sex. Yeah. Um, and so you can't then just go and put- and morph it, into, morph it into something else. Yeah, yeah, you can't just go and change and do other things unless the things that you're doing are actually part of sort of these conventions and treaties. And and gender identity isn't. It has actually been rejected by everything. Okay. So, um, so you said, and that, it, that's what drives the, the price of the case up. But so if, so th- there's a few ways for, for us to win this, that we can- have sort of more of a soft win where it would be um, no, there was no gender identity discrimination, which I just didn't. I can't discriminate against something I didn't know was there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and then they would allow, say, allow us to have an what would be classed as an exemption to go on and be a female-only space, and that would set a precedent that sex has weight in the sex discrimination act, which yeah. is a really important precedent. That's really what it comes down to. You need that. So even if we have sort of what might be considered more of a soft win in that way. Um, it still puts us leaps and bounds ahead of where we are in Australia now. Right. If it, it be, if the constitutional question is addressed in the federal court, it would be that, yeah, gender identity shouldn't even be there. To begin with, it is sex, and um, the, the implications of that are global because 189 countries are signatories of CEDAW. Including us here. Yeah. And yeah. so... That's and then, but even just with even with say like the soft win that I was saying before, because this is the first case which is very specifically like what is a woman like is it sex based or gender identity based? It hasn't there hasn't been a, a court case specifically about this, and you have you know jurisdictions all over the world that are always looking to precedents everywhere else to see what is going on. So no matter what, it will help. If we lose in federal court, which you know you've just got to always face reality because there are activists elements of the judiciary in this day and age. Yeah, I got I just really, really hope that there isn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um so if we were to lose in federal court, we would appeal to the High Court, which would be another half a million dollars at least. Gee, okay. Um the High Court would be different slightly different case because when you're going into the High Court, it's the High Court in Australia is a court of appeals and you're there because an error in law has happened. And our argument would be that sex has been given no weight in the Sex Discrimination Act. So we have an incredibly strong argument from the High Court. Some might even say stronger than federal. There's people, everyone has different opinions. I've had. No, so of- is it better to, to go all the way uh, in the big picture, do you think? Could be, yeah, yeah, it could be. I mean, that's at the moment, I, you know, I'm like, what am I mentally and emotionally preparing for? Like, is this all going to be over by about May or is it another year? What do you think? <laughs> I think, I don't know whether it's just I hope so much, but I think we're going to win this in the federal court. I okay. really do. Yeah. Because 
I just think at the end of the day, when it's all there in black and white, it is so obvious that the intention of the Sex Discrimination Act is sex that- It's uh, in the title. Exactly. It's not gender discrimination. In a normal act. world, this case wouldn't even be happening, obviously, but in a normal world, like, the, like there's just, there's sort of no debate on this. And I just think- because I, I, I mean, I didn't do gender identity discrimination. I admit, like, hands up, I did sex discrimination, but yeah. I'm allowed to. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully, I, I, I really do hope that it's federal court. But if it isn't, and we've got to go to the high court, then that's where we go. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit back and just and give up. I, this is too important. I mean, this is, this is to me the, 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 the crux of it, what what my North Star, what keeps me going, this is freedom of belief and freedom of speech. Yeah. It's beyond women's rights to me. It's beyond female spaces. It's beyond everything else. This is every human being's right to have freedom of belief, including people who want to reject reality. They have freedom of belief too. Yeah. And so I just think if they are trying to enforce people to believe their nonsense now, you've got to be pretty damn sure that that's never going to come back and bite you. Well, anything, anything could be forced on anybody. Exactly. And so I just think, no, I think that if you want to, if you are a man and you want to believe you're a woman, knock yourself out. I don't care. I only care if you're trying to force anyone else to do it. Yeah. Little did you know when you and mum were formulating (laughs) your great idea for a startup, which is a great idea, I got to say. We laugh about it all the time because you have to laugh otherwise. Little did you know, right? Yeah, we laugh and we're just like, how on earth, how unlucky can two people be that we got an idea to do a startup for women at the one time in human history where no one knows what a woman is? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What are the odds? What 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 are are the the odds? odds? (laughs) Zillions to one. So without realising it, you were destined for a far bigger role. Yeah. I mean, you sort of- ever think about that? Yeah, I do because I think of like think of it frequently. Because sometimes I'm just so exhausted. But I think that I would never have asked to be in this situation. I'd be quite happy just running the app, hitting our goals. No one would have ever heard of me, um, and you know, just sort of living a nice, like, pretty quiet life. But I think you know, sometimes you just rise to the occasion. Like, the universe has singled you out. Yeah, so. I couldn't sleep at night. If I did nothing about this, I really couldn't. And I, I couldn't look back on my life and go, oh, I just ignored that. No, I think this is too important. I agree with, there's lots of people who are speaking out about it and saying that this is a generational defining thing. It's a, a, sort of a really big moment in civilization because it is, this stupid ideology is attacking such fundamental yeah. facts that I, I I can't sit back and allow that to happen. I, I think I've got to play my part like everyone else does. Ultimately, it's destroying people. I think it's fair to say it, it yes. does seem that if you're if you're not in agreement with with any of this, then um, the activist side will want to destroy you. Oh, I mean, without I mean that they have tried. They'll never destroy me because I would never let it. But they've definitely tried. I mean, I've lost friendships over it, and, and friends where you see they're going. I'm, I'm sorry. Did you honestly, for the last like twenty years of our friendship, think that men were women, and you were just too scared to announce it, and now finally you're brave. It's like, no, you've just been indoctrinated and you've got a, yeah. you're have got weak-minded and well, you, this friendship was probably going to end eventually anyway. So I don't I – don't, I've met so many more brilliant people than I've lost, so I don't dwell on that too I've much. I've heard a familiar um, story or, 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 yeah, familiar story over the COVID thing too that, you know, people have walked yes. away from friendships and, and that kind yeah. of same dynamic. Who, who 
in Australia then is sticking up for you publicly. Um, are people stridently supporting you? Um, yeah. And I mean, you know, regular public citizens are when they yeah. when we eventually hear about it. Yes, like without a doubt. I mean, just just so grateful for it. But in terms of um, any political, um, well, yes, political. Or- Political in terms of say more redeeming, obviously, um, in in Victoria, who she's got her own legal problems to do with this issue. Um, is that when she she appeared with Posey Parker, right? And yes, so she's, by her she's, political party, wasn't it? Yeah, so she's clearing her name right now because she's been associated with Nazis mm. for saying uh, that men. Oh, well, that's right, because like, they turned up. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, yeah. Moira is obviously amazing, and then um, Catherine Deves, who is sort of one of the biggest voices in Australia on this. She's actually my solicitor. So okay. She's like a genius when it comes to this stuff because she understands the legislation and she understands gender ideology like the back of her hand. Um, but in t- and then there's and we've got a few others like Claire Chandler and um, Rita Panner here, Sky News. Yeah. But in terms of just. Um, I mean, media in general in Australia, no, there is total censorship. Like the Guardian newspaper broke this, like basically alerted me to the fact that this case was going ahead on New Year's Eve 2022. I hadn't been served yet, so I, I had no idea. And so I was like, oh, buckle up for 2023. Here we go again. Um, it was the most read story in The Guardian for two days, and they've never, ever reported on it again. I send press releases because I keep all the receipts. I send press releases frequently to the ABC, SBS, the project, Channel 10, Channel 9, Channel 7, yeah. um, uh, Mamma Mia, all, all of these places, and they have never once responded to me, not you, once. You'd you think, given the gravitas of, of what a certain decision could mean for the country and the world, that yeah, they'd yeah. be um, you know, waiting for the next release to come through and going crazy. That uh, that makes no sense. Well, I suppose they it know, makes sense if you're ideologically. They know I'm right. Yeah, but they are obviously ideologically aligned with... Without a doubt. Our media is some of the most captured in the world, and I think that that there are people within there who have enough sense to know that the moment the public is aware that the Australian Human Rights Commission is saying there's no such thing as male or female, it's pretty hard to get public trust back from that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So no, it's just um, a nightmare. But it's inevitable. It's gonna. It's gonna hit at some point. Utterly inevitable. Utterly inevitable. Like I mean, if if you're going to, I mean, like I didn't bring this case on. I'm just I'm the respondent in it. But if you're going to have cases brought on like this, like buckle up and be prepared for people to find out about it and go, this is nonsense. Like I I was I was actually emailing with um, Winston Marshall who in the UK who was you know he was the the banjo player from Mumford and Sons who left Mumford and Sons because uh, yep, yep. he has opinions. And I said to my mom the other day, I was like, if you had told me 10 years ago that I would be emailing with the banjo player from Mumford and Sons to talk to him about the fact that men are not women because I'm being taken to court by yeah. someone named Tickle, I would have thought you were on drugs. That's a, that's a crazy dream there, isn't <laughs> this, it? This is my actual life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. And there's probably a story in that as well. <laughs> okay, so... In terms of support, um, there'll be people listening right now thinking, I, I need to help this woman. Um, is there a way that uh, you mentioned crowdfunding before? Yeah. Um, what's that through so people yeah, know so where to go? We created our own. It's on giggleCrowdfund.com. 
And there's lots of information on the case there, other interviews that I've done, and any updates um, will be on there. At the moment, there's just no updates to do because it's just lawyers, yep. big lawyers in the background. Um, yep. And But, yeah, um, April 9 will be the well, It comes day. up pretty quick. It's not yeah. too far away. Oh, it's it's like going so crazy yep. quick. We're almost two months out. It's crazy. But, yeah, so Google Crowdfund is where it is at. And then other updates on the case, I'll always – I tweet about it as much as possible or X about whatever it's called now. Yeah, at X. Yeah, formerly Twitter. <laughs> Sal tweets, S-A-L-L tweets, T, however that's spelled. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so that's where everything is happening. And, yeah, so – but I'm sort of so, as I've said, so grateful for everyone's support and – like I'm hoping as well that a case like this will have um, significance in in New Zealand. I have huge ties to New Zealand. My dad's from New Plymouth. Oh wow, Plymouth, okay. and my yeah, my partner's from Rotorua. My so my my daughter is. We we're trying to work it out. We we're like, is she a quarter Maori? We're not sure. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. And then yeah, I've got um, like. Um, so my my daughter has two sisters who live in Christchurch. Like everyone's spread out, but everyone's in New Zealand. Yeah, well, it, it will have relevance for here because yeah. our prime minister at the time, not too long ago, he couldn't say what a woman was. Oh, that was yeah. I mean, that was that was humiliating. I think your new government. I think they're going to be a, they 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 could be good on this issue. Let's no, they are. They've certainly um, one of the um, uh, deals in the coalition agreement is to protect uh, women's only spaces. Yeah. The thing is, though, um, the certain people haven't got the memo. It might take a while. Mm-hmm. The media is still behaving, as you described. Um, and there's this sort of overhang of, of yeah. how it used to be in this new um, environment where there was an obvious mandate to go a particular direction. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I'm, I'm so jealous, though, of New Zealand even having this. In Australia, the, there is just no political appetite for this issue right now. And I'm hoping that, like, say, a Tickle V Giggle win would um, motivate the politicians a bit. But I just, I'm constantly um, disappointed by basically how cowardly and weak they are. Because at the end of the day, with the conflict in law that exists because of these 2013 amendments, legislators could get together and fix this in a week. Like there's an obvious conflict. Even the AHRC, when they were intervening in the case, they admitted like there's a conflict in this law. It needs to be resolved. They just want it to be resolved in the gender direction. But it's like, why are you leaving this up to a private citizen to raise half a million dollars? You guys should all go and do your jobs. Especially when the public, there there are no votes in maintaining. No votes votes in general. I, I, and I'm sure people listening don't get yeah, Which, I, then you have to look for other explanations. I mean, it just it baffles me. But I honestly do think that it's just cowardness. I think that there are so many, especially career politicians, who don't want to have any controversy, potentially lose their great jobs, and so they're quite happy to just to let a private citizen take the heat and do the work, and then they'll swoop in eventually and try yeah. and you know do some changes and take some glory and you have to just sit there and go well so long as it's so long as it's all fixed i don't really care who gets the accolades for it but yeah it's it's hard to watch some days if you win the case then that should be the line in the sand for the cowards to become more confident because they can then cite you know it's the courts you know yeah, just blame the courts. <laughs> so we have to do this. We have to say that a woman is not a man. 
<laughs> yeah, well, they've told us, so we have to follow that along. Um, okay, um, just one last question. This is quite high, high profile in certain among certain groups, I would imagine. Have you been threatened anyway? Have you been worried for your safety? Have you been, you know, put it on the spot in that way? And uh, I've got to ask. Yeah, um, I mean, because there's, yeah. A lot, there's a lot of online abuse usually um, for things with a way lower threshold than this. Yeah, um, no, I actually, to be completely honest, um, lately, initially when we were for, in 2020, when I was first under attack and everything, then yes, there was. But I've sort of curated my online experience as much as possible. I block anybody who is a trans activist, like all these anonymous accounts. Right. So I can actually really, I don't deal with them that often. Okay, yeah. Um, yep. And so, like, that's even um, the the guy taking me to court. Like, I didn't even realize he'd actually commented on something of mine in early 2021, and I just blocked him. I didn't know who he was. And so, like, I've he's he watches everything I do from behind a Twitter block now. He tweets about me quite frequently, but um, and you. that is psychologically um, sometimes hard to deal with. Just of the thing of like, I just feel like I'm being stalked a bit. Um, yeah. but I mean, I suppose you, you're online, anyone can watch you. There's something you can kind of do about that unless you have a woman only space where we can get away from it, which is sort yeah, of the you whole point. Them. You trigger them with that. Yeah. It was sort of like, I have felt many times in this situation that the, um, the person taking me to court is the one who's actually proving my point of why female only spaces need to exist. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, yeah, well, no, I mean, absolutely. I, I think that it's, I think, on, on normal days, most days I'm fine. Well, it's an incredible story, um, and, and um, just to hearing it going from you know just a just a great little idea for a, an app to a sort of like a globally relevant kind of situation you're in is is fascinating to hear. Um, thanks for giving us a bit of time to talk about this. Um, we wish you all the best. As I say, April's going to come up real quick. And we'll be watching with a lot of interest to see what happens there. And hopefully we can get back in touch and um, whatever way it goes and and, and talk hopefully, about that. Hopefully we're having like this great celebratory conversation yeah. like <laughs> late May, early June. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's I, when a verdict will be a verdict will be at the earliest sort of in like mid to late May. Yeah. Then those media requests will come in for interviews. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. And then you can yeah. launch the app. Yeah, and just and it like, will go skyrocketing. It'll it'll you know the world's weirdest growth hack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. the weirdest just, startup story in history. Just, yeah, yeah, just who, don't, who would ever have thought? Would yeah. not recommend this way at all. No. Yeah, it's a great idea, Sal, but just be prepared for this, 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 and this. But yeah. apart from that, it should be great. It's like what? <laughs> My mum and I are like, why didn't we have an idea? To I don't know, just like sell dog clothes on Instagram or something. Well, that's probably has its um. Issues too. Probably. You don't yeah. know until you go there, I suppose. <laughs> anyway, it's been uh, really interesting. Have we missed anything or is that about no, it? Up? no, thank you so much for chatting with me. Okay, Sal Grover, founder of the Giggle app. Great to have you on RCR on our show. Thanks. Thank you so much. The RCR shop has great gift ideas from great looking tees, hoodies, caps, tote bags, bumper stickers, and more. The RCR shop is now open at www.realitycheck.radio forward slash shop.